This is the Welcome to Leeds podcast, wishing a very happy new year to you and yours. My name's Larry Budd. I'm a comedy writer and performer and proud to present this podcast on behalf of Welcome to Leeds, especially as the city embarks on a seismic year of culture. Yes, Leeds 2023 is letting culture loose, and we're going to hear more about that from trustee Sanchez Payne. The awakening is literally that. It's awakening the sleeping giant that is Leeds as a city in every single way, shape or form. Also coming up on this month's episode, I talk whiskey with Chris and Max from Latitude Wines and Spirits ahead of Burns Night. For us, it doesn't really matter whether it's Burns Night or not, but this gives us a brilliant excuse to introduce people to some of our favourite whiskies. And I speak to Leeds' newest MBE, the remarkable Karanjeet Corverdi of South Asian Arts. I didn't tell anyone, uh, apart from the fact it was embargoed until the actual official announcement. Yeah. But I decided not to tell anyone because I didn't actually believe it. A reminder, you can find all our top picks for the month ahead, along with a load of other interesting stuff about the city, on the website at welcometoleeds.co.uk. So here we go, then, the start of 2023. And really, there's only one game in town, and that is Leeds 2023. It was going to be this huge celebration, of course. We were definitely going to be European capital of culture, but we're not in the European Union anymore, so that's not happening. But we said, let's do our own year of culture anyway. And Leeds 2023 um, was, was already born, but continued to grow and is now a toddler. I'm stretching that metaphor too far. Anyway, it's been in the planning for a long time. So I've come to see a radio presenter, former footballer, uh, a man who's been involved with Leeds 2023 since the very start. His name is Sanchez Payne. Let's go say hello. Now then. How are you? Good. <laughs> I'm all right. How are you? Very good. Hello. It's okay. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, come in and have a seat. <laughs> yeah. Sanchez, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> yeah, you're very busy. Um, you were just telling me what a busy day you've got today. Well, forget about that. Because <laughs> it's 2023 and this is going to be what your busiest yes. year ever. It really is. It's, it's so weird. I've actually planned for this year about 10 years ago because I'm going to be 30. And I said this year is going to be amazing regardless of what I'm doing. Who knew <laughs> there's going to be a whole year dedicated of culture that I'm going to be a part of? I liked you until you just revealed you were 29. That's just, that's just unfair <laughs> that people are this young. It's over soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 2023, I mean, the, I know there's so much to talk about and there's so much to talk about in terms of your involvement, but just give us a rough idea of what's coming up this year. I mean, starting, of course, with the awakening on the 7th. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. It's a year of culture. We're bringing... People from the ground up and also internationally to lead to basically show what we can do and shout about it. Now, I've been part of this process since before I can remember, since before my daughter was born, since before, you know, I even had a beard. Like, that's how long it's been that I've been a part of this process. Starting again from the ground up, from a steering group to now being a member of the board. And I've seen us take knockbacks when the European Capital of Culture bid was taken due to Brexit. And I've seen Leeds' resilience to bounce back. Yes, it's going to start with the awakening. We're going to start as we mean to go on. We're going to have an amazing experience where we're going to bring in loads of talent from Leeds and the surrounding areas, put us all on one stage to basically show this is what Leeds is and this is what Leeds can do. And the rest of the year is, that is the catalyst for the rest of the year. So it's not like it's a big show and then it dwindles off. It's a big, big show to kick it off 
and then it's going to get better and better with events every single week, big ones every couple of months, and it's going to be a year to remember. And it's at uh, Headingley Stadium is the awakening. It's on the 7th, and... Um, People got their tickets in a really interesting way because yes. they submitted a bit of artwork and then they could, and then they were into a ballot for a mm-hmm. ticket. And that was a way of getting people's creative juices flowing, I suppose. Or do you hate that phrase, creative juices flowing? No, listen, get everything flowing. We want everything <laughs> flowing for 2023. Now, here's the thing it's very clever, the team. The team are amazing, at least 2023. And not only did we want to just put on a year of culture and say, hey, everyone, turn up. We wanted people to be a part of this. So the awakening is literally that. It's awakening the sleeping giant that is Leeds as a city in every single way, shape or form. But also the artist in every person. So this ballot entry way of doing it was actually to ignite the the, the fact that there's an artist in all of us in writing down a poem, in doing a sketch, in going for a walk and taking a picture of a countryside. You know, the, the smallest thing to the biggest artwork all counts. And it means the people that are attending have already started to awaken that artist within them. Once they see the actual day, hopefully it's going to spark something that's going to be a legacy. That's what it's about. It's not just about the year. The year is great, but it's about 5, 10, 15 years ahead where people might find new careers, new loves. They might explore new passions due to what we do. So it's a, it's a really clever way of letting people know how great they are. I... Um... Uh, was listening through on on the uh, on the Leeds 2023 Instagram page. There's there's various bits of artwork, obviously, and things that are coming up and promotional stuff and whatever. But there's also your rap. We rep O Double One Three. This city is a part of me. Check the map with the heart of the UK. Respect that Yorkshire beat. Loud and proud of the accent. You recognise us when we speak, cause we are Leeds. We are Leeds. Yeah, we um, are now is is there a chance uh, that we might hear a bit of this on on the, on stage at Headingley? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think that's reserved for what I want to do is pull it out at every event that comes <laughs> after it. Um, I have said that if needed, I'm I'm here to do whatever is needed on that stage. If you need me to break down, if you need me to twerk, whatever is needed to make sure that that is the best event, I will do it. But I think we're going to leave the rap into the amazing people like Natantu and Graft who are a little bit better at it than me, I'll admit. But, you know, yeah, the rap really got a, a brilliant response because, you know, I'm very passionate. I've, I've done poetry before, I've rapped before. But whenever I use, you know, leads as my muse, you know, decent things seem to come out and it got a decent response. But yeah, I think it's just me and Gabby Logan doing the hosting duties rather than spitting bars. Oh, I want Gabby to spit bars as well. That would be amazing. If I don't sound ridiculous using that phrase. Yeah. Uh, but um, what, what I quite liked about it was this idea about uh, that you talk about repping 0113 is, is, in, is in the rap, but mm-hmm. you're talking about Leeds shouting about itself. And I've talked about this loads. Is that you're a Leeds lad, I'm a Leeds lad. There's this idea that Leeds hides its light. Mm-hmm. And, and that... That phrase I've, it's always annoyed me because it's kind of like, well, there's all these people in a position to be able to shout about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is, isn't yeah. it? That's what 2023 is. It really is. And for whatever reason, I have always been an advocate for, for this. You know, this everything happens for a reason. But in my Facebook was Sanchez Mr. Leeds Pain and on, my Insta- on all my socials. And I remember even when I was at Leeds United, we used to travel. And, you know, when I used to go to events, I worked season in, in Ibiza. I used to tell everyone with so much 
Gusto, like I'm from Leeds, like I'm not from anywhere else. I rep Leeds, I rep all double one free. There's so many things there. Uh, I remember when my friend came down from London and I gave him a tour of Leeds, couldn't believe that there was actual culture. He couldn't believe there was all these different types of foods and languages and people. So for me, it's it's a win-win. Yes, we're shouting about the city, but we're also shouting about a city that's got a lot to offer. So it's not like I, you, you're bringing people in to go, oh, is that it? You know we've got a great product. Leeds is unbelievable. So when we tell people to come and open their eyes, they're going to like what they see. Lovely to catch up with Sanchez Payne, a man whose energy and positivity is totally infectious. You can find out what's going on with our year of culture at leeds2023.co.uk. And best of luck to the team there for a thrilling year ahead. Now for a quick roundup of other exciting events in Leeds this month. We just talked about the awakening of uh, 2023, but a few more details there. Doors open at 3.30 at Headingley Stadium on Saturday the 7th. Among many others, Corin Bailey Ray will perform. Elsewhere in live music this month, Lewis Capaldi is at the arena. At the Brudenell, the Subways are playing, as are EMF. 32 years since their debut album went platinum. I know, it's unbelievable. Oh God, sorry. Strictly is back in Leeds. The champion Hamza is part of the Leeds show on the 26th of January. Our very own Helen Skelton is also taking part, along with Will Meller, Fleur East and many more. Did you know that both Hamza and Helen were due to take part in Leeds International Festival of Ideas of 2022, but then they signed up for Strictly, so things changed. It'd be great to have them back, wouldn't it? Watch this space. Now, he's just come in round your corner now. The world's worst BTK impression from me, but the man himself, his long-awaited return to live arena comedy is this month in Leeds. Slightly down from that on the fame scale, but still hilarious. David O'Doherty from Live at the Apollo and 8 Out of 10 Cats Does Countdown is at the City Varieties for two nights at the end of the month. Do you like wrestling? Left Bank Leeds is the place for you then. On the 14th of January, True Grit Wrestling features unbelievable acts of strength jaw-dropping, high-flying and hard-hitting action, all with a touch of flamboyance that only pro wrestling can provide. And food and drink-wise, it's Veganuary, of course. Here's something to help. On the 28th of January, Vegan Market Co. will take over the market kitchen at Kergate Market. There'll be artisan bakers and craft brewers, as well as ethical jewellers and local artists as well. There are also a huge number of street food vendors within the market kitchen who'll be offering enhanced vegan menus during the event. There's a whole list of loads of other things to do and new things to try this January. It's all on the website at welcometoleeds.co.uk. Now, the 25th of January is Burns Night, of course, the birthday of Scottish poet Robert Burns, credited with writing down Old Lang Syne. Yeah, I've read Wikipedia. If you're trying dry January, Burns Night is not helpful, being as it is synonymous with trying new whiskies to have alongside your haggis, neeps and tatties. I've come to the quite magnificent Latitude Wines and Spirits to speak to Chris Nolan and Max Whisker about their whisky tasting at the Tetley. Hello. Hello. Good to speak to you. Great to be here in Latitude, although... It's just after Christmas and the new year. Being surrounded by booze is not helping me right now. It's helping us just fine. Um, <laughs> helps us get through it. So, yeah, we're feeling right at home again. You're very busy counting. 
Yeah. And and it, what is this like stock taking, figuring out where the hell you are after Christmas and New Year? There's over 1,600 different products in this shop, and at some point we have to count them all. Um, so that is today. Uh, yeah, it's a long it's a long job. Yeah. Good luck with it. Thanks. Uh, let, let's talk about Burns Night. Um, and uh, Chris, I wanted to to talk about whiskey on Burns Night. Um, because it sort of has to be done. Absolutely. I mean, but, uh, whiskey is our favourite subject here in the shop. So um, for us, like, it doesn't really matter whether it's Burns Night or not. But this gives us a brilliant excuse to tr- introduce people to some of our favourite whiskies. Um, so we've got a little selection that we are going to be presenting this year for our Burns Night Festival, which is going to be slightly different to how it's usually been done in the past. There's going to be no address to the haggis because none of us speak Scots. Um, and yeah, there is going to be no haggis. There is going to be other delights. Interesting, interesting. We'll talk about the whiskies in, in just mm. a moment. Some people think that they don't like whiskey. Are they just drinking the wrong ones? Whiskey is there's so much variation. Whether even within small areas within Scotland itself, there's huge variation there. Um, so yeah, I would argue people just haven't found the right whiskey. Uh, that's something we are here to help you do. So, Max, the event at the, the Tetley itself, these, these, these are the whiskies in front of us. I'll sort of read them out and gl- get all the pronunciations wrong. Um, so, from this way, um, Black Bottle, which is a blended Scotch whiskey. Interesting. Isle of Rasse. Anyone near close? Correct. Pretty good. Okay. Deanston, I can read that. Spayburn and Glen Goss. So these, Max, (laughs) (laughs) these are the whiskies for on the night for Burns Night itself. So how's how's it going to work? Obviously, you're not going to do you know a double of all of these. It might be a long night with a headache afterwards. Yeah. So um, we're actually we're working with rolling social events uh, as we do for many events. And basically, the idea was to to give you a kind of a tour of Scotland, essentially. Uh, so the the blended malt um, from uh, Black Bottle basically will be a welcome cocktail. Uh, we're going for the classic whiskey Mac, which is arguably one of the best whiskey cocktails, a little known cocktail as well. And then we're going to start off uh, in the the Hebrides with the Isle of Rasu, which is a new distillery. And then we're going to head to Deanston, very famous Highland single malt, and then Speyburn representing Speyside, and then we've got the Glenglassau, which I think is how it's pronounced. I, I mean, your pronunciation was... I was uh, pretty close. Yeah, more fun, I'd say. <laughs> um, yeah, but the idea is basically uh, Chris has, has picked these whiskies to kind of take you on a tour around the different varieties of what is exciting in Scotland at the moment. And you're matching it with, with food then, but as Chris just mentioned, not the sort of traditional haggis, neeps and tatties. Yeah. I think Dave's pies are involved, are Dave's they? pies are involved. Uh, when we were kind of sat down thinking about this, we were like, well, if we're not going to do the traditional kind of full uh, haggis, neeps and tatties, as you say, we're going to have to think of something else. So basically, the uh, the idea that was written down on a napkin, which was, it was, it was posh pub snacks. Um, so obviously we got in touch with Dave and he has worked on, I believe, a haggis pie for us. And there'll be other kind of various uh, little snacks going on as well. So yeah, you there will be plenty to, to nibble on as you try the whiskies, yes. Fantastic. And for those that don't know, Dave is sort of a, a legendary figure in Leeds. Now, he used to run The Grove, which is a fantastic old pub. And then in lockdown, sort of, as all good stories start, accidentally bought himself a cast iron pie press and has been running his place out of uh, out of Kirkstall since, uh, since the lockdown. Um, so it'd be great to see Dave along at the event. Now, um, I have to say, being in this shop, being as it is right at the start of January, 
we're surrounded by beautiful, beautiful bottles of booze. You've got a whole wall of gin over here, haven't yep. you? Um, and then is it rum? Rum, yeah. Rum, okay, I'm gonna go around here because this is, this is just painting a lovely picture for everybody. A wall of scotch, which I just absolutely love, Correct. with my favorite at the top there, the Bunnehaven 12. And then we gradually move, what have we got over here? Cognacs over there. Cognacs. Yeah. And miscellaneous brandy. Miscellaneous. Miscellaneous brandy. Miscellaneous brandy. <laughs> There's a lot of brandies uh, from around the world, so bits and bobs. And then, yeah, you move on to your vermouths, your aperitifs, your liqueurs, stuff like that. Um, yeah, um, and what you did miss in the whiskies, we don't just do scotch. We've got whiskies from America, we've got English whiskey, we've got Filey Bay, which is a Yorkshire distillery. Um, it's basically Yorkshire's first single malt. Uh, we've got plenty of their stuff, and of course, Irish whiskey as well. What an incredible place to work mm, uh, that right, you yeah. work in. Is it? <laughs> do, you, do you sometimes think you need a break from the booze or is it just always enjoyable? Between moving copious amounts of boxes and yeah, kind of having to try multiples of wine, you know, uh, to make sure that we've got the right stuff for you. I mean, it's hard work, but you know, sometimes pays off. It's <laughs> the old adage, drink less, but better. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Nice to see you guys and uh, enjoy Burns night at the Tetley. And can you give us your best Robbie Burns impression? Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the best one. That's yeah, a worry. That was the best one. <laughs> The wonderful people at Latitude Wines and Spirits. It's like a cathedral of nice drinks. I just want to sit in there and read a book for a, well, a week. wonder if I can sell that to the family as a summer holiday idea. Anyway, let's move on and meet Leeds' newest MBE. Kerenjeet Kaur Verdi came to the UK as a child in the late 60s. She's now the Chief Executive and Artistic Director of South Asian Arts UK, which celebrates excellence in Indian classical music and dance, as well as changing how traditional and contemporary South Asian arts are taught, performed and experienced by audiences. I've been to meet Karanjeet at her home. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm slightly early. It's all right. Congratulations. Thank you very much. This must have been a nice, was it a surprise? A huge surprise. Um, when I first heard about it, it was like this email that comes in and I was expecting an email from the border agency to say that I've got a sponsorship license for UK and everything. And then I went and read it a bit more. I thought, oh my God. Uh, and then pinch myself. Am I really doing... Ended up with a phone call. This lovely lady spoke to me and just double-checked my name and all the rest of it and then told me that I'd been awarded. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't tell anyone, uh, apart from the fact it was embargoed until the actual official announcement. Yeah. But I decided not to tell anyone because I didn't actually believe it. <laughs> did, you, did you have any inkling it was coming at all? No, not at all. Not so just totally out of the blue? Totally out of the blue. But a massive, massive compliment. Uh, feel very humbled. Um, feel inspired, motivated, like to carry on doing what I'm doing. Um, when I went around and told mum and dad that I'd got a, an MBE, Dad like looked at me and 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 then goes oh, and then kept looking at it, goes so it's party then. I said, Dad, let me go and collect it first. Sometime in the <laughs> summer, I think, when the weather's nicer, um, perhaps then we can have a little bit of a party. Yeah. Um, but it was it was really magical telling mum and dad. Of course. And now uh, South Asian Arts UK. Then I mentioned that this is an organisation that that celebrates 
and changes the way that um, classical, traditional uh, Indian dance and, and music is taught, is appreciated by audiences. So how do you go about doing that? Is it about introducing it to new audiences? Is it changing the way it's presented? Is it just more of a, a celebration to sort of shout about it more? What is it? The foundation of this organisation, well, the founder of it was an Indian classical musician. He is an Indian classical musician. He's renowned ethnomusicologist, Dharambir Singh, MBE. So he moved to Leeds, I think it was the 1990s, and as a lecturer at the Leeds College of Music. Uh, and then as he saw the population growing, he felt that there was a need for music that's culturally relevant to the South Asian communities. He's from a Sikh background, and so am I. And then within our um, backgrounds we know that sacred music like Christianity sacred music is where you know you learn the music and what is happening is as time is going on that is being lost just as much as I, I suppose in churches are losing congregations you know we are also in that same situation so it came out of that that you know identifying the fact that music played a key part in cultural life you know in Leeds there's 14 different languages South Asian languages spoken the common thing between all of them is the music that they practice um, and it happens to be classical music are rooted in classical music but then there's the folk traditions that are all part and parcel of it um, so therefore music became a the main driver of the organisation about providing access to learning the foundation. So that's where our strapline of preserving the tradition comes in. So the access to regular learning classes in various instruments from the sitar, the tabla, the santur, which is like a Hamad al simmer the dilruba and the vocal tradition. So our job is really to make access available to anyone any walk of life who wants to do explore the richness of this tradition this particular genre of music so this is a tampura i'm not guaranteeing that this one is in tune sitting in my house at this moment because i have it here when people come around the house to practice normally when they play it they just And it continually plays all the way through. I mean, it's beautifully carved Stun wood. Stunning. It's really but grand, it's made isn't of, it? Um, a pumpkin. This bit. That's a pumpkin. a pumpkin gourd. This one here. Final quick question for you. Why, why is Leeds the right place for South Asian arts? I mean, it's obviously been here a long time in one form or another. But why is Leeds the right city? First of all, Leeds is a city that became home for me when I came here in 1967. Um, and it became that for my mum as well. Um, the thing with Leeds that I find different to a lot of other cities is it's small, warm, friendly. It's a can-do city. And it's also a city which is, for me, is cosmopolitan. So I don't think of it as a, a multicultural city. I think of it as a cosmopolitan city where everyone who comes here, you know, the fact that you can stand at a bus stop and go, morning, dear, you know, that's really, it's, you know, and you don't know the person and they'll start talking about the rain or the bus is late or something like that. It's not a case of where you're ignored at a bus stop or you're in a coffee shop or... So it's got a warm, friendly thing about it. It's where families, I feel, is a safe city. Um, you know, it's it's still got things it could do to make it even more celebratory of its diversity, 
Um, but I think that will come in time. And that's why I think South Asian arts is right here. And hopefully, she says, in the future, the ambition is to have a northern centre for South Asian arts, a building-based existing Leeds where internationally people could come, locally people could go. Um, and it's somewhere which is for everybody, but it gives the diverse South Asian communities a space that's culturally relevant to them. And I'm just being really selfish, really, because when I retire, where am I going to go? <laughs> like, Johnny. And congratulations once again to Karanjeet Corverdi, named MBE in the King's New Year's Honours list. Well, that's it for this episode of the Welcome to Leeds podcast. My thanks to Sanchez Payne, to Chris Nolan and Max Whisker at Latitude Wines and Spirits, and to Karanjeet, of course. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it or review it. The Welcome to Leeds podcast is brought to you by Leeds Bid and is produced by me, Larry Budd, in association with Chapter 81. There's more on the website as well as loads of interesting stuff about our beautiful city. That's at welcometoleeds.co.uk. Welcome to Leeds.